All right, it is 9.38. Joining me now is my good friend Harvey Hess. It's been a while since we've heard from Harvey. COVID kind of locked him up a little bit, but he's he's vaccinated now, so he's got his shots. So <laughs> I'm ready to go. It's so great to see you, Harvey. Barbara went um, to see her daughter down in Georgia, and she said, well, you'll have to find somebody else. And immediately, of course, I thought of you. Yeah. Well, Harvey, how have you been? I've been pretty good. You haven't got the COVID? Nope, never had. I stayed away. Um, the only thing I did all last year just about is go through the drive throughs Oh, did you? Yeah. If I needed pills, I went through the drive through I wanted to get a bite to eat, I go through the drive through And, and uh, my youngest daughter, she always orders uh, groceries, and sometimes I pick them up for her, and, and so I never get out of the vehicle. And so right. I had been in, in um, Menards where I like to go. <laughs> right. Of for I bet you nine months. Really? Yeah. So I finally been able to go in there now. And well, I know one of the things you have been doing though. You have a heated garage. You've got a greenhouse. So even though you were stuck at home, you still had plenty to do. Yeah, all winter I had ninety pots out oh my in my God. garage <laughs> with uh, plants in them, and at least twenty of them were flowers. What kind of pots? What's in the? What's in those pots? Well, besides pot, no, just kidding. Harvey doesn't. Got, um, you know, no illicit stuff going on out there. No, right? no. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have uh, geraniums, uh, quite a few geraniums. I have one red geranium that's over 20 years old. Oh my! And then I've got a white one that's probably 15 years old, and I've got other ones that all come from those two. They're like the parent. Yeah, I I just I, when I cut them down, I'll just stick them in the water and let them. Uh, root and then I plant them and then I have more but I have oh I think probably 14 15 different types of plants out there I still got a couple of uh, herbs from last year uh, ornamental peppers um, oh, begonias I have begonias flower during the winter they did good yeah but so. you have a lot of lights out there too to help them. Yeah, because because the garage isn't that bright itself. Oh no, I've got I've got nineteen four foot shop lights, with uh, uh, different bulbs in them. And sure. Well, now I know the other thing you do a lot of, and you're kind of known as the person who starts a lot of plants by seed in our master gardener Minnesota River Valley. Uh, master gardener group and so when we had plant sales which we didn't last year and I don't think we were going to this year but you used to supply a lot of the peppers and tomatoes and people just love those what have you started so far this year well the first thing I did was start the onions I, I always raise some from seed and uh, then I did herbs and I'm going to end up with about 18 19 varieties of herbs now do you use these herbs or you, do you just, i don't know well see now that's the funny part a lot of times i'll grow things i don't use i just like to grow them well i shouldn't say i don't use them i um all of that i do i put in uh, like a five inch pots or something like that and then i'll take the whole pot out and, and bury it in the oh. garden because it it uh, a lot of them help deter bugs and stuff but then my granddaughter and great-granddaughter up in the cities they they are getting a lot of herbs from me. They so want to plant in their gardens. So. You know, some of the herbs are perennial. So I've got some of the perennial ones, like I get the chives. They're coming up, and you can use those now. They're good. Yeah. And I've got the my thyme is coming back as well as the oregano is coming back. So there's some different things like that. But you, things like the parsleys and the basils and, and the cilantro, those are the things that I'll be planting in a, in a pot real soon too. Yeah, I, I have uh, five different basils. 
And then I have cilantro, marjoram, parsley, tarragona, chives, dill, uh, sage, thyme, spearmint, peppermint, oregano, rosemary, lavender, and catnip. Oh, you do the catnip. Well, that's for, that's for my granddaughter, grand, granddaughter of the cities. Uh, but I, I, I always like to have them around and um, put them out in the garden. And then in the fall, uh, the nicest ones, I'll just dig the pot out, wash the pot off, and put it in on, the, on the saucer and bring it in the garage. So many people on, I'm on some garden sites on the Facebook where people share gardening information. So many people were starting their tomatoes and peppers or back in January and February. And I've learned the hard way that's not the thing to do. And now it's interesting because you have not even started yours yet. And you are the, the guy who knows a lot about these because you've been doing this for, well, I want to say 80 years. I don't know if you started when you were two or not. but <laughs> No, not quite. <laughs> Probably 70 then, maybe. Well, not until I retired from dairying. Oh, you didn't? You also Beverly, Beverly always had a garden, but I didn't really help much in the garden until after I was uh, All right. retired. So when should we start things like the peppers and the tomatoes? Because a lot of people I know have started them, and I see their pictures on Facebook, and their their plants are already, you know, like nine inches tall, and I'm thinking, ugh, it's too early. You know, a lot of times they'll tell you uh, you can start seeds um, uh, before... Um, May 15th, which is typically the last uh, frost date. Frost date. Mm-hmm. But for tomatoes and peppers, I use May 31st. That's when you start them by seed? No. Oh, no, that's when you put them out. That's when I start them according to, that's when oh, I'm going to put them out. When you go back date from starting uh, yeah. the seeds. Because a lot of times on a package it'll say start, you know, two to four weeks before uh, frost, the frost, frost date or six to eight weeks before, depending on. But tomatoes and peppers do not like that frost date. They like the ground should be at least 50 degrees or better. Consistently. Consistently. And you don't get that till the end of the month. That's why people that they plant their tomatoes May 15th, well, they're not going to do a lot. They just sit there and They and sit stall. there until it gets warmed up. And so I kind of correspond my planting dates according to the end of May. And so I did start, I did, have started my peppers now. You have, okay. I've got, um, I don't know, three or four different varieties that are starting to come up. When did you start those? So for it's not too late to still start those for people who oh, want no. to do that, right? Um, I think, uh, I forget the date, it must be about a week ago okay. or a little over a week ago. Now, n- next week, I might start some tomatoes, but not a lot, but be the second week. About the middle of April is when I like to s- get the big batch started. Of the tomatoes. Yeah. So not till April. Did you hear that, people? April is, and, you know, all of us, because we see the seeds in the store way back, you know, January, and we're like, oh, I got to get it going. And, and it's it's a natural thing. You just want to see something happening. The, the problem with growing them, and I, I've grown them that, started them that early, too. But then... If you got them in the house and in, 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 in a window, oh, they're going to get long and leggy. Uh, I do have a little greenhouse that I can use, and so I take them out there. But if you don't get them even in there, if you don't get them out in the garden soon enough, they'll get tall and lanky too. And a lot of times they have, but because um, a lot of times I have not planted any tomatoes until they're starting to blossom even. Right. And I don't like to do that too much. I, they can just start blossoming, but then I want to get them out in the garden. They do a lot better. I remember last year, I don't know if it, 
was it last year? Yeah, you you grew some tomatoes and or was it the year before when you two grew years them? ago? Yeah, two years ago, and I don't know if you started them too early or what happened, but but I when didn't. you when I got the transplants, they were like I swear two feet tall. <laughs> Well, they, I'm sure they were. Yeah. Probably even over that. Well, what happened that year? Because then what I did is I just took all the, the lower leaves off, and then I planted that stem so deep. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I literally planted that thing like 18 inches because I've got, that's how deep my um, raised beds are. So it went all the way down. Actually, I had to kind of curb it. And and then, um, you know, just so the, just the top ones were sticking out, the top leaves, and it grew well because then it got roots down there yeah but where wherever the stem and tomatoes wherever the stem is underground it'll it'll root, root out mm-hmm. so you yeah I, I we do too um, plant them straight down some people lay them in a trench and then let yeah, them come I, up I kind of they're to still that. up close to the top yeah. if you got them down that's where the moisture is oh sure right and if you, if you plant a tomato and put uh, some type of uh, we used to use paper and then we use fabric and then um, mulch on top of grass mulch is what we use. Um, that'll never dry out because it, it absorbs the moisture from the ground, brings it up. And uh, we hardly, I don't know, we haven't uh, watered our tomatoes for years. You haven't had to, yeah. No. Well, and that's something, you know, it's good to conserve water because, you know, as we know, we've got uh, these events where we get a lot of rain and then we don't for such a long time. And and watering tomatoes, the only only good way, if you have to water tomatoes, the only way is to use a soaker hose or something. Don't put water over the top of the tomato plant. Yeah, don't be sprinkling it on top because that's yeah. when you get the disease you're yeah. spreading around. And, and yeah. so much, so many people have had trouble with that blight. Did you have any trouble oh, with yeah, that? Oh, yeah, we always have. Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah. And, and that it's especially is dangerous if they splash up from the ground and get the spores from the fungus or whatever. It is, it, but we still have, even though we do all of this... Uh, with the grass clippings and stuff, we still have some uh, late blight uh, in that. But it, it usually doesn't bother. Um, Lonnie cans, uh, I think it was two years ago, she had over 400 quarts. Oh Last year, I don't know, she had 300 and some. And we've always gotten a lot of uh, tomatoes. Good. Well, let's talk about successful seed starting because you have been doing it for many, many years, Harvey. What are some of the secrets? Because I remember when we were growing up on the farm, my mom would go out, we'd go out and take uh, some soil from the garden, just mm-hmm. and she'd put it in a pan, and then she'd put it in the oven, and <laughs> she'd heat it up for like 250 degrees for I don't know how long, trying to sterilize it, yep. because, uh, and really, you shouldn't be using soil from the ground, and that's something I learned, but it, it took a long time to figure that out. Uh, soil, garden soil is heavy. Um, you want something with a little bit lighter uh, so it has the air circulation in the ground. Very porous and, and, and drainage, yeah. Yeah. And now you can get seed starting mix. Yes. And that is uh, more fine. That's what I use when I um, I got these little six packs that I use for seeds, and I fill them with that first and uh, put that in there. Um, you've got... A lot of different mediums in order to uh, plant seeds. Some of these pop-up things, you, you get a little disc and you put water in it and it pops up. Right, they're and, like little uh, core, C-O-I-R, and, and, yeah. they, and they absorb the water and then they pop up. I haven't had really good luck with them. They I don't, dry out too quickly. I don't uh, use them anymore. I don't either. Um, I really settled on the plastic little six packs your six holes and that's where I start with the seed starting six and I do use sometimes um, peat pots 
um, the little squares and something. But the problem with that, especially with tomatoes, when my tomatoes are big enough to transfer, I put them in a, a like a three-inch uh, peat pot. And in order to get them... You mean you're taking the little seedlings as, as, after they get their first true leaves and you put them in a little bigger pot? Yeah. Okay. And I use the peat pots, and then those I plant directly in the garden so you don't... It's easier to plant a, a peat pot than it is a plant, you know, because the plant's already established in that, so all right. I have to do is plant that. But... Um, um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, in order to get the tomato seedling in so it's got more roots, I have to put it, I take it out of these little six-packs, and I can put it all the way down to the bottom of this peat pots. If I grow them in one of these uh, round tubes or something like that, the only thing you can do is put that in there, and y- you don't have enough a room on top to put dirt around the plant itself. Right. So I that's why I've gone to uh, Alma. I think just strictly with my tomatoes and peppers that I use uh, the six packs. And I want to talk about watering them because that's an important part and lights. Um, and when I first started out, like I said, we used the garden soil. We didn't use any lights. What would happen? They would get tall and lanky, and then they would topple over, and it was called damping off. It was caused by a fungus, and, mm-hmm. and they would just get too leggy. And a lot of times, if you don't have, you know, it's just a windowsill, you don't get enough light in there, and they get so tall and lanky, they don't really, aren't healthy. So what do you use for lights, and how close do you put them? I have, I use four-foot shop lights, and I have, with, with two bulbs, and I use a soft white and a cool white. I don't use grow bulbs and narrows. You and can I, use those, but, can use but they're bulbs. more expensive probably. Yes, they're more expensive, and this seems to do as well. I have bought my first grow LSD light. Okay, LED, LED, you mean? LED, <laughs> yeah, LED light. Right. That's the first I've ever had that. I'm not really sold on one of those yet either. Uh, but um, the other thing is when I plant, when I transfer my little seedlings into the peat pots, I sprinkle milled sphagnum moss on top. Oh. And then when it, once I get them on there, then I, sp- I have a little, I, a little can- hand sprayer for water. Missed it. And I missed the water. So when you say the, the milled sphagnum, is that, that almost just like dust almost? So it's not? Yeah. It's, it, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's not quite dust, but like that. But that helps with damping off. What you okay. were talking about damping right. off. Which is I do that with all of my tomatoes and peppers, and I water it. And then is that after that, I Before water. the seedlings come up? You, you No. Oh, after, after the, the seedlings. seedlings oh, okay. When I transfer them from repot them from the okay. six-pack into the peat pots. And they will stay in the peat pots until they go on the ground then. Because initially you're starting the seeds in the uh, seed starting mix, which is doesn't really have any nutrients. It's just to get it going. So then when you put it in the next pot, it's within potting soil, right, that has some nutrients? Is that or not? Potting mix. Potting mix. Okay. Don't use potting soil. Potting mix. That's heavy. Okay. Potting mix is, is a very good uh, thing to use for okay. it. And that does have feeding value until okay, cause that's you get them out in the garden and stuff. And then uh, you talked about not taking things like tomatoes and peppers. Probably eggplant is another example. Out until the end of May. Yeah. Because I think we're so 
in tune to wanting because it, there's a, it's going to be 70 almost 80 this week so we're thinking like <laughs> i can put it out now no you go into big box store you can probably find a oh you can tomato that's already uh, right, blossoming right. and it's just yeah no if you put them out in if the soil is below 50 degrees even 55 degrees uh pepper is worse than tomatoes oh they're they're more, they're more sensitive okay. than, than tomatoes but they don't grow or they just they sit there and it has to warm up, and then they get. So I put mine out there. I'll get tomatoes just as early as somebody plants them in the middle of May. Yeah, and I, I always tell Barb uh, Lampson, our, our garden friend, this when I was at the community garden up at Good Council, I remember thinking I was so oh on top of things because I think I put tomatoes out sometime in April. And thinking I was really, you know, because it was warm then, right? Yeah. And they just stalled. They didn't grow. And other people who put them out at the beginning of June, mine were, were still behind yeah. just because they need that warmth. Yeah. They need they need the constant ground. It isn't just the air temperature. It's the ground temperature, too, because that's where they're sitting. Right. You the know. soil has to be, and, and Barb used to have, I don't know if she still uses it, but a soil th- uh, thermometer. Yeah. Otherwise, I know you can check with the... Um, what is it, University of Minnesota's Minnesota. uh, Southern Wasika. Wasika Station, they actually will list what is the soil temp now. Yeah. I, and the other thing is once I get my, um, well, I should say just about everything, I water from the bottom. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, when I get these six packs in, I've got a tray that will hold 12 of these little six packs. And then once I get plants in there, um, some people <clears throat> get their um, uh, soil warmed up or wet first, but I usually plant. There's usually some moisture in them, so when I plant them, then I put water underneath them, and it, it absorbs water, and, I, and then I put a cover over the top of them. To, to keep the humidity keep in there. Keep right? the humidity in there. Do you continue misting them with the, the No. Sp- you don't, just when you do the seeds? Yeah, I always, and once in a while, I'll take a six-pack out if it looks drier than the rest of them and stick it someplace and let it sit in water for a while till it gets moist and I put it back in again and stuff. But then uh, when I put them in the peat pots, I always water them from the bottom. I get a tray that's waterproof and got, and uh, when I got these three-inch uh, peat pots, I can get 18 of them in a tray. Okay. And uh, when I then when I get them out in the greenhouse, I water just uh, about every day. Uh, sometimes when it gets hot, before I get them out in the garden, twice a day, because tomatoes they'll they'll weep and uh, just you'll look, know when they're short of water. Yeah, they yeah. look like they're dead. Give them the water and they'll perk Pop back, back up, up again. Yeah, right. uh, they're the most forgiving plant I think that you got. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, Harvey, I've got some peas up already. I planted them via the the winter sowing method. I don't know if you've ever done that, but I, I took some. I never have. Yeah, but I took some milk cartons uh, several weeks ago when there was still snow out there, and I put them in my raised bed, so it's above the ground, and I put those buggers in, and now I've got some peas coming up about two inches or so, and so these will be my early peas, and I'll be putting some more seeds in. Real soon, because the peas they like it when it's cool. Yeah. But but that I found that that works, and I know what well, you were probably like. I'm gonna say out because you don't have the raised beds. No, I I've got one raised beds that I use for begonias, but uh, other than that, I don't have a really good raised bed. What other things can we be out and do? I, I was thinking of getting my radishes and maybe some lettuces out now. I don't. Um, I can't um, plant. Physically, right, physically anymore, yeah, anymore, and so uh, I can sit on my chair and raise the <laughs> seeds, but I can't get out there to plant them. Though. Although I do plant my dahlias mostly myself. You do you, yeah. yeah so, but I've got a long hole and 
I, I do everything from a walker. But All my you, garden is done by a walker. Do you walker. use any um, tillers or anything? Because I know I do everything by hand with forks well, and things. Well, we have a big garden. Uh, my daughter and son-in-law, they're the ones that take care of the vegetable garden. They do all the planting and, and that kind of stuff. And I do have a tiller. Uh, I don't use it anymore, and I have to. Right. Because it breakdowns the structure of the soil. Well, and it just uh, stirs up the seeds. Uh, weed seeds. Uh, weed seeds from years ago and stuff. So um, we use a lot of fabric and mulch uh, underneath all the tomatoes. I use them under my dahlias. Uh, the peppers, they get under, underneath them. And so we do a lot of that. And so that helps with the weed control too. When you are doing your seedlings, once you've uh, transplanted them into a little bigger pot, do you ever put any type of liquid fertilizer on them or, or no? Um, when, after, when I first use the seeds back, I use, wa I um, water them with just plain water. Right, okay. Once they're in the peat pots, then I use fertilized water every time that I water them. What do you use? I mean, is it a, a dis, uh, like a weak solution of fertilizer or what do yeah, you? Yeah, it's, it's like, like a, a miracle grow. A liquid thing. Uh, yeah, okay. uh, I use like a fourth of a teaspoon in a gallon of water. Oh, okay. And uh, so I'll, uh, a lot of times I'll have five, six gallons of water that I uh, prepare right away uh, at one time and I'll use a fourth of a teaspoon in each of them. And so whenever I water out, like out in the greenhouse and everything, um, well, that's my house plants all winter, too. Right. I use the same thing. Use the same thing, yeah. 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 What other tips can you give us now for gardening? Um, anything <sighs> else you're thinking of doing? Um, I don't uh, have anything unusual like the loofah. Yeah, last I'm year you... I'm not doing that anymore. You plant the loofah, <laughs> which is a plant that turns into like a sponge. Why are you not doing that again, Harvey? Because it just grows all over the oh, place. Oh, it was a big messy vine. Oh, I had the first year that I that we had some that they wanted to try them. I had four plants that I planted, and I've got a fence around the main vegetable garden, and a cattle pounds, four sure. foot high, sixteen foot long, <laughs> and I had those four within just four vines. Well, uh, when I planted them in the ground, they were within uh, four or five feet of each other, and by the end of summer, I had four of these 16-foot <laughs> cattle panels, and three and a half of them were covered. You couldn't see through it. Uh, no well, more. you must have got enough loofah sponges to last for a few years, I would think, uh, out of that, huh? Uh, Jesse and Abby are the ones that wanted them, and they got them up there. Oh. I did grow some last year again, uh, just a few. They didn't get a whole lot, but they got some more. And But this year, where the fence that they had them on last year, we're going to plant beans. Green beans? No. Oh, no. This is all beans to harvest as beans in oh, the fall. So so as a hard bean, you? Dried beans. Okay. And that. And I think we got f six different colors. Wow. That'll be fun. This is what the granddaughter of the city, this is what they wanted this year. They wanted uh, all these different colored beans and use them for cooking in, uh, sure. in the fall. Wow. Well, it sounds like you're really busy, and I know you're going to come back next week along with your sister, Norla. You want me back, too? Yes, of course. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Unless you and your sister fight on the air. No, we don't want that. No, not all the time. <laughs> oh, good. And thanks for coming in, Harvey. I really appreciate it. It's good to see you again, and uh, keep keep uh, planting. What's what you planting this weekend? Anything? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about some... Um,
uh, coleus. Okay. Start that pretty soon. I know soon. Norla's the expert on coleus, so. She, that, that's where we differ. She uses all cuttings. I use seeds every year. Well, we can have the big argument next week. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Harvey. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, our good friend Harvey Hest, master gardener and farmer for many, many years. It's two minutes past 10. You're listening to a Minnesota Morning on the Maverick at KMSU Radio 89.7 FM in 